If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, and welcome to the 64th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, a.k.a. Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Joining us once again after their day twos at NAIC, we have the one, the only, Sack, a.k.a. SackSack17. How's it going, Mellow? Thanks for having me. And we have, and y'all didn't believe it. Y'all were sending me messages when I had him on the meta discussion saying, this guy's trash. He can't do anything. But we have the one, the only, Grant, a.k.a. Boo CK. Yo, what up? Shout out to my haters. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, because we had two members of Team Carpades Rats do so incredibly well at NAIC, or eh, you did fine. You, you, you day tuned. What, what more do you want? Because we had two members of the team do so well, we're going to talk to them about their experience at NAIC. Both people played different decks and had very different tournament runs. We're going to talk about how they came to choose the decks that they chose, how their day one and day two went, and then, of course, any other thoughts on NAIC that they experienced. So I want to start with Sack. You played Palkia and Teleon, correct? Yes. What, why would you choose to pick the deck with the biggest target on its back? How did you come to say, no, this is so good, I'm still going to play it? Um, I was looking at Milwaukee because I just previously went to Milwaukee. And at Milwaukee, I played Mew. And Catcher Mew has a lot of coin flips. It just wasn't for me. I was like, all right, whatever I'm playing. Um, and NAIC, one week later, it's going to have zero coin flips. It's going to be shady dealings. The only coin flip is going to be at the start of the game. So it was either Palkia, um, Inteleon, or Arceus Inteleon. And I decided on Palkia after seeing Tord do very, very well with it. And uh, Gabriel Smart uh, did very well with his list as well. I like the Quad Arita, so I was just going to play a Quad Arita deck. And then one of, one of them had Cross Switchers, and I liked uh, Tord's build with uh, Starmie and the Luminion for both uh, Duralanon and Blissey that did well in Milwaukee. So I kind of just put them together. I tested it Monday, Tuesday. And I tested towards on Monday and then Tuesday I tested Gabriel's and then on Wednesday I just put it together and then that was the list that I came up with for NAIC and submitted that. Bro, so easy. Just take two good decks, yeah. smush them together and see what happens. Yeah. Grant, what Pretty about much. you? What did how did you come up with you played Arceus B barrel again after doing pretty well with it in Milwaukee? So what made you run it back and what made you say this is the play for NAIC? Um, well, I played uh, Arceus, Bibberol, Flying Pikachu, Crobat, and uh, I knew after seeing results in Milwaukee that Palkia would be even more present, and I was right. I played six of them, uh, and I wanted to have a good matchup against that, and the Crobat's still in there for Mew. Didn't play any of those, but I tightened the list up to give a better Blissey matchup, and uh, you know I've been playing Arceus, Bibberol all all year and felt good. So uh, there was no reason to really change anything up and try and, uh, you know, come up with a new deck in four or five days or whatever we had and uh, did all right with it. How far off did you end from uh, Azul's winning list? Uh, 58. I had, he had second research and, um, and the Phoebe and I still had the Shauna and I added a Cape to protect my, Bench, or when you get in the Sharon's loop to protect the Arceus from being bossed up when you put it back down as a V. Yeah, so pretty darn close. Real player different. Yeah. Diff, though. You know, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Skill diff, yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about your tournament runs real quick. So, Sack, can you walk us through a little bit about day one? The very first and the most important one. You're sitting down, your first IC since 2019. It's been a while, right? 
Yes. Yeah. 2019. So yeah, it's been a long time. First I see in three years, you're playing a different deck than you played last week. How are you feeling sitting down for round one? Do you know it's going to go well? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Like what's going through your head? Uh, round one was, I don't know. I'm always nervous for round one. Like, I don't know what I'm going to sit down against or across. And it's the start of the day. Like round one really sets the tone for the rest of the day. Like whether I'm going to be nervous or not. Um, but yeah, I was feeling like pretty nervous. I was a pretty uh, confident in my deck though. So it wasn't like too bad after round one. But then like the rest of the rounds got like a little bit sketch. <laughs> How so? Like, round one, I hit a mirror match round one. I was like, all right, Palkia versus Palkia. Very cool. I have to start my day off with a matchup I'm not too familiar with because both like both people want to bench all their Pokemon. But like, if you do, then you're just trading Okos. And if you go second, then it's not great. And I did end up going second. I think, yeah, I ended up going second. Uh, both my rounds one and my rounds two, I went second game one and missed Palkia turn one. Uh, <laughs> so I just had a attached to Sobble pass, which sucked. But then uh, for the rest of the rounds, up until round six, so for the first five rounds, all I did was hit Palkia Mirrors. Just, it was like a great way to start my, uh, my day at NAIC. I went five for five on Palkia Mirrors, <laughs> which uh, wasn't very good. I was like, oh, come on, this isn't how my NAIC run is going to be. But it ended up pretty well. So it's not too bad. Too Deep. bad to start. Do you feel like you had the optimal list or the optimal strategy for the Palkia Mirror? Or did you just... Did your opponents just not know what they were doing in the mirror match? Or, like, what, what happened in the mirror that gave you the advantage? Each round was a bit different for sure. Um, <laughs> so, rounds one and two. Uh, one of them, the second round played Ice Riders. So, like, I could just uh, gust the Ice Riders and get really lucky by going, um, taking the first KO and stuff like that, and then knocking out their attack for every turn after that. But, uh, first, like, the first three rounds, it was just like variants, like different draws. But then, like, round four, after lunch, I think I played like a pretty skilled match. Uh, like I went second and didn't bench too many people and just like had to draw and play the right cards when I need to in the mirror match. But I don't know. I don't think I had the optimal list. Um, looking at Isaiah Bradner's list, uh, like playing the four battle passes and stuff like that just seems like the uh, good way to go. Because in the mirror match, if you go second, there's not much you can do to come back from it. Um, other than like you can get turned to Hydro Break by Palkia. If and they go KO Palkia, or they just go boss KO Palkia with subspace well. Um, so, like, either way, if you don't bench anybody, uh, you can, there's still a good chance to get knocked out in the mirror match. So, I think it was just a bit of variance uh, for the first five rounds that helped me survive. But uh, the first three rounds of the tournament, I was, I borrowed my friend's sunglasses <laughs> and I had them sitting around my neck, like just tucked into my shirt and sitting around my neck. So for the first three rounds, uh, I'm pretty sure my opponent could see my reflection <laughs> my, of uh, what cards I had in my hand for the first three rounds. So that was kind of fun. How but, did you, uh, how did you figure out that they could see the reflection sack? Uh, I went to lunch. It was lunch break after round three. I went to lunch and my, the friend that I borrowed them from, uh, we were getting at uh, Shake Shack. He was like, yo, have you been wearing that for the, those for the first three rounds? I was like, yeah, they've just been right here. He was like, you know, your opponent can see your hand in them, right? <laughs> like in the reflection, I was like, I had no idea, uh, which is like pretty important in one of the matches that I ended up tying. But I don't know, the Palkia Mirror is not great. It uh, feels like it's just up to variance and wherever it gets uh, more lucky in them. So then you come back from lunch. You're doing okay. You got food in your stomach. What was the play for lunch? Uh, the play for lunch was awful. Like there was, <laughs> It seemed like there was no food around. So uh, we went to go to the cafe, and then the lines were super long at the cafe, which wasn't great. Um, and then we were trying to get on like some scooters and then go to Shake Shack. And <laughs> the scooters didn't work, so we had to put the scooters back. And uh, we went there. I just got a drink, and then I dipped. And the ice cream machine was broken. <laughs> Yeah, it sucked. So how'd your, how'd your tournament go after lunch? Um, after lunch, I hit two more Palkias, um, right, the main matches. And then round six, I finally hit something different. It was Duraludon, which was kind of fun. Um, I went first uh, in this matchup, and I turned to Hydro Break, their Arceus. <laughs> they were like, oh, I think you're 10 short. I was turned to Hydro Break with Choice Belt. I said, no, I'm using Hydro Break. They're like, yeah, you're 10 short. And then they started counting out like my bench Pokemon. And I was like, no, I'm using the attack Hydro Break. I'm Palkia V. 
<laughs> he was like, wait, what? And so I did read Palkia V and like, I don't think a lot of people know that Hydro Break sometimes can do more damage than Subspace Swell, especially when they don't bench anybody. Um, so I went to him to um, Hydro Break KRCs before he got the acceleration off. And then they promoted Duraludon with one and like attached pass. And then I just uh, drew pass because I have to reset the Hydro Break. And then I was like, uh, path to the peak, Hydro Break again, KO Duraludon. And then game two, um, I played a, I played a Starmie in my list, so they went Trudy Nova, KO Manaphy, and I said Cross Switcher Belts KO Duraludon, <laughs> Duraludon V Max for three thirty, and then they had no cards in hand, so they went Trudy Nova hit Starmie for one eighty, and they were debating for like a very long time whether they wanted to accelerate how many energies they want to accelerate to their Duraludon V Max on the bench. And in the end, they opted to just accelerate all three, so they still had six energy in play. Um, if they accelerated two, I don't. I just KO Arceus V Star, and then they have to top deck like a supporter or an energy to attack with Duraludon. If they accelerate all three, they just hope that I don't have boss or cross switcher, and then I just cross switch and KO Duraludon again. So that was fun. My first non mirror match was great, um, but then I rounded out with a Mew. I hit another Palkia in round eight, and then I ended the. Day one on Reggie's. My winning in was against Reggie's, which I've been saying ever since that Reggie came out and did top eight at the full grip tournament. That Reggie's is not a good deck. It's an annoying deck. It's, a, it's just a problem. It's, it's not good. You should be able to beat it, and I don't expect to see it at the top tables. <laughs> I've been saying that since we've heard about it. And it was just very fitting that my winning in to day two at Internets was against Reggie's. <laughs> so I was like, come on, not like this. But I had a game plan. I stuck to it. Uh, I took game one and then game two with the time and uh, just one in time. So there was that. But that was how my day one went. It's pretty all right. I finished six to one one of the day two. So it's not too bad. So perfect. You skated right in. Most importantly, the several people who were upset at the podcast where you said Reggie's isn't a problem and is easy to beat. <laughs> you put your money where your mouth is and you took something yes. that Reggie players think is an auto win and, uh, Pulled out the dub. Yeah, it was a good matchup for sure. The sack, you're six two and one going into day two, but then Grant, you had a a different, a different route. You didn't have six mirror matches <laughs> in your no. day one. <laughs> so most importantly, you're sitting down at day one or at round one. It is your second IC of the season. You also went to EUIC. How are you feeling? Nervous, excited. You're running back the same deck that you had success with in Milwaukee. What are you thinking? Felt pretty good. Um, well, EUIC was terrible. I brought Lucario, B-Star, Arceus. And ever since then, I said, you know, I'm going to play real decks and, and actually try. Because that pissed me off to go all the way there and, and do so poorly. And so I, I have turned the season around. So, um, But, you know, I'm never really nervous. And... Uh, and felt pretty good about the deck. So uh, my opponent flipped over Blissey, and, which is a great matchup, uh, and just got him in the lock. Actually just went, um, first game, just went Flying Pikachu V to start, attach, evolve, attach, and just had the lock going like that. Um, and so he had, and I had to dig a little bit to get there. So he had... Uh, um, less cards were so we're going through it and i realized i haven't i haven't looked through my deck yet and i realized that sean was prized so i scooped immediately <laughs> he doesn't know i played sean <laughs> i was just like okay he has he has uh more cards so i'll you know he'll think that i'm just gonna deck out first so then the next game do the same thing essentially actually i, I had arceus flying pikachu and um he hit the arceus so i sharing that out of the way and so then I had the no no tornadoes um, possibilities, and then uh, Shauna won that, and then uh, got the lock on like almost immediately. And I showed him Shauna and Palpad, and he scooped. So easy. didn't have to worry about time. Yeah. Um, then face Palkia. That was easy as well. Palkia is just pretty much a free win. Um, you know, there is some some strategy to it, as we saw Azul on stream in the, in the finals, like only benching. Uh, Arce or only having an Arceus and Pikachu in there, so they can't um, KO you. And then just kind of strategically timing it. But overall, a lot of people aren't at that level of Azul and Isaiah, so <laughs> you don't really have to worry as much. 
Um, but yeah, once you get, if you get two Pikachus down, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I was, co- I was co-streaming match, the yeah. matchup and there was a situation where it was like, Azul should bench a second flying Pikachu and power it up because Isaiah can technically get the knockout. And it was like, you know, we were kind of talking back and forth with Chad about it. And it was like, oh no, like he has to not bench it and say Isaiah doesn't have the perfect seven card combo off the Roxanne because otherwise it's like a three card combo. And yeah, it's, it's a really fun matchup. It's actually like, it's super enjoyable as a Pika player. I don't know about Palkia. Right. Well, yeah, it's fun (laughs) watching, watching them try when they know like, and especially with the Starmie, if they haven't played the matchup before, they go through the, the two Palkias and it's like, all right, well, now you have, you know, my Starmie's just going to wreck you. Like, if you if you filled your bench, they didn't KO, they didn't KO Pikachu, you know, they'll hit like Arceus, they'll KO something else, and then they'll think like, okay, I'll just wreck this Pikachu with Starmie. And you're like, hmm, doesn't work like that, buddy. Yeah, so for those that, who that don't happened. know, the Starmie yeah. doesn't hit through the Pikachu. <laughs> right. Right. Which um, happens more than you would think. That's one of those things you're it, like, bro, it, no one does that when they're not on PTCGO, but people will do that IRL too. It it happened, yeah. It I think it happened twice actually. <laughs> or or they 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 realized it but it was too late. Like the one time they tried to hit into it and the second time somebody else like realized afterwards, like, oh, I should have been setting up a Palkia, not a Starmie. Yeah, it's one of those um, situations where you know, you know what the flying Pikachu does, right? Because you're like, oh, it just like it beats Reggie's and it beats Blissey. But when you're playing an evolution yeah. deck, you're like, oh, the flying Pikachu has no secondary effect. You're like, oh yeah, wait, <laughs> it does. Yeah, it could be some people that just added the Starmie into the Palkia list, or just haven't played the matchup that much. You know, just aware of it. Yeah, that probably won't work more going forward. No, no, yeah, <laughs> it, it won't work at Worlds. <laughs> I hope not, at least. <laughs> um, round three was Flying Peak Mirror. Um, forgot his name. Uh, uh, or what a uh, grief. Or... Austin Austin Bentheimer. I think he he was top eight, maybe. Or he was uh, had the top seed in Milwaukee, day one. But he was one of the group, I think, with Azul. So he's like, oh, you're playing my list. And like, not fully. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so but he played. He just ran his list back, and we, um, you know, shared and all that stuff ended in a tie. So two o one, two o one at lunch, and then I hit arguably my worst matchup, uh, Arceus and Teleon, and it's not terrible if you go first. I did not go first, um, and so you get in the Sharon's loops, and um. It just kind of drags out, and either either the game's quick or it's really long. And uh, you know, if you don't win the first one, you're you're really far behind. Didn't win the first one. Yeah, so Arceus are, I don't know about the Palkia mirror sack, but the Arceus mirror is. You've played both actually, because you've played both yeah. at regionals. Which mirror is worse? With the Palkia. Wait, really? Yeah, you can get Hydro Break turn two. Uh, you could live in Arceus. Okay, I've well, not played the Palkimir at all. Yeah, so. the Palkimir is terrible. <laughs> the, the The problem for me, one is the Bibrel engine's not as good versus Inteleon. Uh, it's I think it's a better engine, you know, for me at least. I'm I'm probably wrong on that one. So, uh, so leave recently, your com- leave your comments in the chat. <laughs> oh yeah, please let us know or tweet at what real boo ck. You can yell at him oh. instead of yelling at me. That'd be fine too. <laughs> Uh, but I was going to say, Finn Lynch just tweeted out about Mewtwo V-Star, and he's like, what is the best engine for this? And I just summed it up, and I'm like, I hate to slander Inteleon, because people are going to get mad, but B-Barrel's almost as consistent for a quarter of the deck cost. And that's just, like, such a big deal. The fact that I can use four deck slots and still get consistency versus Inteleon's 16 deck slots is... I really like B-Barrel. Like, Inteleon's super yep. fun, but B-Barrel is... I, it's also beats Roxanne. That's a big plus. It's more like more consistent, I would say, because you have like the four Ultra Ball, the four Quick Ball, you can have like more deck spots uh, allotted to whatever you're trying to do, but um, I can't do what I want to do when I want to do it if I don't draw into the cards. And it's how I rate those uh, engines. It also depends on what your deck's trying to do, too, right? Because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Palkia... A, you can attack with Aqua Bullet. B, 
you don't need much. It's like, you know, Iridia is just such a strong card, right? <laughs> Where you're like, oh, I can just like go grab this and I'm totally fine. Versus Arceus doesn't have, I mean, I guess you have Sharon's Care as the quote unquote Iridia, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's super cool. I guess that's a future good like debate episode or YouTube video of the engines and the differences between the two. I mean, there's some serious stuff like Irida, you know, if you're playing cross switchers, like Irida's good to get you, you know, Inteleon, Evo, Incense, or Lovable, or whatever, like uh, one cross switcher, something like that. But then you're not, not Melanie sometimes, and you need to, you need Melanie, you need to boss, so you play cross, you know, there's sometimes you can't get all the pieces, whereas two Bivirols you can draw into, you know, you thin your deck really quick, and you can pretty much get it all, so... Um, they both have their their ups and downs, but in this case, for this tournament, as we'll talk about in a little bit, Inteleon was better for the mirror match, uh, at least against me. But round five was Blissey, same thing; it's pretty easy. Um, and then round six, I hit the Mewtwo V Union. Uh, this is where not playing Azul sixty cost cost me. Um, I had one opportunity where if they had flipped four tails, I could win the game. Um, that feels like a bad tails win of, condition, <laughs> right? Right. They hit they hit three tails and then a heads on the fourth one. So <laughs> the the flip the flip chances then were like sixteen in a row. Um, yeah, but that was a, a fun match. Yeah, it was a really cool deck. Um, I scooped and then game two he put down. Uh, he started with a Snorlax and then he put down a Mill Tank. So I just scooped and called it yeah there's no point in, in messing around that's one of the best pieces of advice for any regional and i know you've both done it before and i've i've never done it before because i've never hit odd straight auto losses i guess no that's not true yeah i've done it before too like your opponent just sets up something and you're like i have to wait for them to misplay multiple times i'm just going to take a break and mentally prepare for the next round like my opponent got out burning shadows vile plume and i have no evolutions and i'm like I'm just going to yep. go take an early lunch break. Like, you got it. <laughs> yeah. I've been there before. It sucks. Especially against the Vileplume. Played, like, Malamar into Vileplume. Nah, <laughs> it's all yours. I'll take a two-hour lunch break. Yeah, sometimes you got to save the mental energy and just be like, good for you, bud. <laughs> I didn't tech for this. <laughs> so it's three, three, two, one. And, you know, looking doom and gloom. Um... I probably I I probably would have dropped it. I lost or tied, but I played three Palkias in a row, and uh, <laughs> and especially round round nine, I was on the end cap, and so a bunch of people were watching, and I just absolutely <laughs> destroyed him. Just super clean, like like four turn type stuff. Uh, so that felt really good. So we're six two one going into day two. So you ended up four zero against Palkia on day one, correct? That's right, Zach. How would you end up against Palkia on day one? Oh, was that too much thinking? One, two, three, four. You can, you can use your fingers to count if you need. <laughs> four, no, three, one, and three, two, and one. Three, two, and one. Three, two, and one. Okay. So it seems like just like a big theme was you both had to go positive against Palkia in order to do so well. Yeah. Zach, you went undefeated against the other decks, though. Three, two, one against Palkia yeah. and three, oh, against other. And Grant, you went 4 yeah. against Palkia and 2-2-1 against the other decks. Yeah. Well, 2-0 against Blissey and then 0-2-1 uh, <laughs> against, against the other decks. Oh, the big rip. All right. So now we're heading into day two. Both of your first day twos at an IC. Not first day twos. You've had... Both of you did Indy, right? Day two? Yep. Okay. We're big, we're big tournament players. Oh, of course, <laughs> yeah, thousand plus. plus. Yeah, thousand plus. We're we're yeah. good for day two. <laughs> I think other than that, no, not great. So, what did you do to prepare for day two? Like, not going into day two, but just like that night. Were you early to bed? Were you thinking about the matchups? Did you go enjoy the beautiful city of Columbus, Ohio? Sack, what did you do? Uh, I went to go get food. It was uh, my first internet day two. My second day two. Uh, my playing career and uh, my testing partner who like besides you guys 
Um, I've been putting hours in, like we would show up to our local game store at four when they opened and then we would stay until they kicked us out. <laughs> whether, whether that was like 10 o'clock when they closed or the let us stay till like one in the morning. Uh, we were just test since probably two or three weeks before Indy started up until um, internets last week. We would test almost every day, Monday through Friday. So uh, he also made day two. So we went to go celebrate. Uh, we got burgers. Which is great. It was like this. We uh, were going to this burger place, and we we're like, "All right, where is the burger place?" We turned down this alley, just this dark alley, and I was like, "Is that it over there?" Uh, this little tiny door. We just walked in. It was a burger place. Uh, the food was so good, um, and there was a lot of it too. The burger was huge. Uh, but yeah, we just went to go get food. We came back and I kind of sat around and watched TV for like a little bit. Went to bed. Probably too late, but. I uh, didn't do much to prepare for day two. We were just trying to enjoy being in day two. Let's go. That's a good way to do it for sure. Grant, what about you? Um, dropped my stuff off and uh, went to dinner with uh, Tord, friend of the program. Um, Goof, Ursi, uh, Unite players, uh, Glad- Gaming Gladiators, um, who were who in town for NAIC to meet people. And uh, Gamer, friend of the program, Carpe D's Rats. Uh, had dinner outside. It was nice. It wasn't super hot. So that was great. And then went to uh, the bars for just a little bit, and which is so depressing because um, we, got, we got there and there were a bunch of people there. And they were all having so much fun. It's like, oh, it's, it's almost midnight. I've, I've got to go to bed. So, <laughs> called it early. Part of being a good Pokemon yeah. player. Yeah, I got to <laughs> play tomorrow. Which, you know, that it's exciting to play, and, and knowing the results afterwards, I wish I'd stayed out longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I could have done this if I didn't sleep at all. Exactly. <laughs> Same. Same. All right. So now going into day two, and we'll continue with the sack leading us off. How did your day two go? How are you feeling sitting there for round number 10? How did everything else go? Did you hit seven more Palkias? No, not at all. I wish. Um, <laughs> like round one of day two, I'm sitting there like, all right, I'm, uh, I'm in day two. I'm happy to be here. Um, now I can just play Pokemon. So I'm having a good time. I still want to be competitive, though. I sit down against my one and only Arceus Flying Pikachu. As Boo said earlier, it's uh, it's not a great matchup for Palkia. <laughs> um, they bullied me game one. They got me checkmated. So I was like, all right, let's go to game two. Uh, game two, they start off hot as well. And there's one play I can make. It's a uh, cross switcher, Kale Babarel, Roxanne, Temple them. So I mm-hmm. Kale Babarel, take away the draw support. That's my first prize of the game is Kale Babarel. Not great. Um, that so doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's like my only, it's my route to come back because if they don't draw out of this, I can go KO Flying Peak, uh, VMAX, KO Pikachu, VMAX on the bench. Uh, Pikachu, V on the bench, right? Uh, I have to temple them to turn off their double turbo energy so they need uh, an energy to attach and max, uh, max balloon. And then I just go KO Palkia and then I have to set up another um, Pikachu, VMAX on the bench, which is fine because I can just maybe KO that before they do all that. Um, and they have two cards in hand. Uh, their two cards that they drew was Crobat, Air Balloon. And the stadium plays uh, Temple to turn off the turbo energy. So they go like attach air balloon, the top deck fighting energy, attach that to Pikachu V, Crobat, find the path to the peak, bump the temple. And just like, <laughs> Come on. Uh, so that was quick 2-0 to flying peak. Yeah. It uh, <laughs> wasn't great. And then rounds 11, which is round two. Um, I did nothing against Arceus and Telmeon. I was like, all right, here's a toggle, attach pass. And they were like, Arceus thinks. And I was like, cool, <laughs> keep calling, go. And they're like, Kale Sobble, feed Sobble, feed Manaphy, feed Sobble, feed Sobble. Into game two, I won. I played the game in game two, so I won that one. And then game three was same thing as game one. Go, oh, no. Go. Which is like an attach uh, or draw pass, draw pass. And then I hit Mew. I beat Mew. Um, they had some abysmal draws which was like, wasn't great. Um, <laughs> they're like, they needed one damage modifier, turn one to KO or turn two to KO my Falkia and they missed it. So they went for 210 and then 
Uh, I just moved my Shuriken, both Mew and Meloetta for a four prize turn later. You clean that one up and then hit Mew again. Um, they like, I think a part of playing Mew is keeping your like quick balls or ultra balls, anything that discards cards, um, not using them right away to discard other discard cards. So like ultra ball weight and ultra ball and quick ball is like pretty bad. Um, there was a point in the game where they had used all three quick balls or they was used three quick balls and they used three ultra balls. And then I just taken a KO. So they went ultra ball, their last ultra ball of the game. And instead of going to grab Mew VMAX, they went to go grab Oracorio, and then they went Genesec uh, 5, Genesec for 4, Genesec for 3, Rose Tower for 1, and they had missed Mew VMAX. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> all the, yeah, the punish. All they needed, yes, all they needed was a Mew VMAX, and they had uh, used their uh, ball surge incorrectly. So I beat that Mew, and then I hit a Palkia mirror match uh, again. Uh, round, this would be round 5 now of day 2, and I did, did nothing again. I went. I started. I went second. Started Sable, uh, bench Palkia, attached pass. They went turn two Hydra Break, KO Palkia. I was like, all right, cool. Here's Sable, bench Palkia, attached pass. They're like cross switcher Hydra Break. <laughs> game two, and then game two, I was like Sable, keep calling. Um, I did find a Palkia this one um, in this game, so I went Palkia, a V Star. And then they echoed it, and I was like, oh, cool. And then it was back to here's a Manaphy, here's a Sobble, here's a Sobble. So I didn't get to play that game either. And then I finished off my day two. I just, I'm, uh, was it two, three right now? Two, three. All I needed was top 128. There was four people that aren't making top 128 in day two. I was like, I'm just going to guarantee um, being better than the four, those four people. So I top <laughs> 128 points. All right, so I just offered the ID. My opponent spoke zero English. <laughs> when I sat down from them round six of day two, I was like, would you like to ID? He was like, what? He just like, looked at me like, no English. I was like, okay, very cool. Uh, so we just like try to communicate with somebody that doesn't speak the other language. It's just like a communication bar- uh, barrier. Um, and she pulled out his phone. I was like, phone? And I was like, oh, I have a phone too. Maybe you can like use Google <laughs> Translate or something. I have no idea what language you're speaking now. So, right. Uh, we're trying to figure it out. And I was like, ID, would you like, to? it wasn't working. But, um, and then as soon as we pulled out our phones, uh, the match slip came by and I was like, perfect. This is it. Give me that. I was like, would you like to ID? And then I pointed to the tie and I was like, circle like tie. And he was like, yes, I would like to ID. And then we just ID'd round six uh, to guarantee top 120 for the both of us. It was great. Um, I'm not very good. I like communicating, like communication barriers, but uh, it was a great <laughs> opponent to uh, do that with. So that was very fun. I finished two, three, and one for day two. It was pretty disappointing. Uh, hit uh, not a great matchup in Arceus Flying Pikachu. And then two rounds where I did nothing. I was like, this isn't a way to play Pokemon. Um, all I did is feed you Sobbles until you take six prizes. But, so like, pretty frustrating, pretty disappointing. But I finished 98th which is uh, every tournament that I've been to so far this season, I finished in the top 100, uh, which is, I, I'm pretty proud of that. And I uh, day two Indianapolis, so, or day two, well, Indianapolis, but also NAIC now. So pretty happy with how I finished. The other thing about the ID that's just like, can't be overlooked. You earned 100 CP, or you guaranteed yourself 100 CP. That's more than I earned from a top 16 in a regional. So like, that cannot be overlooked as like a top 128 at NAIC is freaking massive like that's such a big deal (laughs) yeah i didn't realize this until i was driving home my friends were like oh um we're gonna leave at 7 a.m so we can make this 10 hour trip home and get in time get home in time for the finals which we didn't but we just watched (laughs) finals in the car anyways but it was uh on the way home uh i was doing the math in my head i'm like wait how much cp do you get from top 128 and they're like 100 and i was like that's a lot. Uh, and then I was like, wait, how much did you get from a regionals? And they were like, you get 40. And I top 128 um, uh, every regional that I went to this year. So there's three of them. That's 120 points there. I got 100 from internets. And pre-COVID, I had finished with uh, 260. So I would, plus 260 plus 220 is, no, 240, sorry. I ended up with uh, 460 HP, uh, CP uh, at the end of the so season. Close. So close. 40 CP away from getting my world's invite. And I didn't even, I didn't even realize it. I didn't realize how close I was. 
Um, that's like another top 128 away from getting your Worlds invite or uh, second place at a cup or yeah, second at a cup, yeah, yeah, second at a cup, yeah. And then I went to go look at all my like uh, league challenges, and I have like three league challenge finishes and like four cups. And I was like, well, I could have got a Worlds invite, maybe pretty but easily actually. Four cup yeah. finishes—that's two more top eights, which is you just show up to a league cup and you top eight it. Yeah, pretty much. It was, I was so close. I was like, well, I didn't think I was going to make the push, but I got a lot closer than I thought I did. So next year, for sure. Yeah. Next year I'm going to make the push. Um, it's going to be, we're going to get, we're going to go to worlds for sure. Easy dubs. All right, Grant, your day two, you brought Pika with a balloon, literally the Mm -hmm. BDIF. Absolutely. I assume that you absolutely dominated day two. I came out hot out of the gates. Uh, Palkia right off the rip. Just smoked him. I'm like, all right, here we go. 1-0. Today, something special might happen. And uh, next round, turns over Palkia. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's game time. We uh, Game one, game two are kind of slow. He gets a warning for slow play. Um. We get I get game three. I'm like trying to play fast. He's trying to play fast too. He keeps like messing up. I won't say his name, I, uh, but he kept messing up, and I kept correcting him because I didn't like. I wasn't gonna like rule shark him, right? So I'm like fixing his stuff. He's like because he's putting drizzle down, like taking two waters. Like, oh, did you want to get the bucket first? Like you know, helping him out and stuff. And he's just trying to play really fast, and it kept happening, and uh, we end up going to time. Uh, unfortunately. So tied there, still feel fine. And then I hit Arcus and Teleon, um, my only real loss on day one. I'm like, okay, I still win this if I go first. Lose the coin flip. Good good <laughs> matches either way. You know, lose game one, win game two, lose game three. You know, that's how it goes. Yeah, you go first, you win. You go second, you lose. Right. Because it, it, it really is that way. Like, it, pound for pound... Like, if everybody draws equally, they have the advantage going first. You could have the advantage going first. So yeah. Otherwise, you're just like, I'm going to rock Xan and pray and hope you don't right. hit a level so, ball off of this. <laughs> right. And so off, off the rock Xan, I have a huge advantage, right, mm-hmm. with the with the Bibberal. So, um, yeah, it's just it's a weird uh, matchup um, when it comes down to a coin flip. So... Uh, I lose that, um, and then the next round I get Arcus and Teleon again. Uh, lose the coin flip. Uh, lose game one, win game two, lose game three. Pretty chalk, you know. Uh, so that's three Arcus and Tel losses total, three coin flip losses total. And you know, obviously, there's things I could do to probably win those games, but like it, it, it does put you at a disadvantage. Um, but when you do get like, when you do pop off like turn two, and you get the charge up another Arceus and like another Arceus on the bench, like, and you still like they boss up, you know, or KO or like whatever they do something, it's just so devastating. Um, just because they're you know get a really attack first. Um, so I lose that, and then uh, round fourteen. I get Arceus and Teleon again. Um, I did not know there were this many Arceus and Teleons in the field. I thought it was going to be all Palkia. I thought it was just going to be like day one. I'm just going to run through this, especially after the first two rounds of day two. Like, this could be a great day. Um, lose the coin flip. So, classic 0 for 4 coin flips. Um, same thing. It was actually really an, another really good uh, set. Um, it was Cody Walensky, so a really good player. Um, it was a fun one and he just got the better of me and uh, round 15 I was down at the pretty far bottom tables but looked at the standings and saw six people were would not be able to get enough points if they all won to catch me if I tied so I offered the ID and I after we'd like signed the slip he showed me his deck he's like I got Rayquaza. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was like, I play four path. I'd love to play that matchup. 
Oh, that's an interesting uh, one. Like four paths plus all the Marnies be like, in theory, yeah, you should win. On the other hand, Rayquaza can just go knock out, knock out, knock out. That's true. Hmm. Um, I assume I assume you're favored, but I I would think so. Just path works against Mew, so Mew's better than Rayquaza. Uh, debatable. <laughs> yeah. So the Rayquaza was playing playing at the end of the uh, end of the day, and there weren't any Mews around. I didn't see any. So there you go. Rayquaza is better than Mew. Rayquaza is better than Mew. I mean, hands down, right? So you both took the smart idea in round six to guarantee the 100 CP in the top 128. Yeah, I don't think... I didn't look at the, the standings hard enough to see if it would have mattered at all. But um, and, and my points didn't matter either way for Worlds. Um, so just happy to be over with it. And uh, it was a good experience and, and did all right. Good way to end the season, I guess. <laughs> it seems pretty good to me. Yeah. So congratulations yeah. to both of you on your finishes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm also curious about NAIC in general. So despite the fact I've played for a couple of years, I haven't actually been to an IC before. What are some differences between an IC and a regional? Whether it's like the experience, the size, the production, anything like that. What are some things for anyone else who hasn't been to an IC before that stands out to you from different than a regional? Um, all of the above. Everything's bigger. <laughs> the production is bigger. There's uh, four stages. There was four screens, four different things going on. It was Pokemon Go, VGC, TCG, and Pokemon. Um, each had their own stage, each had their own um, casting, their own stream of stuff, stuff like that. Um, the experience, there's so many, so many more people there. The vendors are bigger. There's more cards to look at. There's more people to see. There's more walking to do uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all of that stuff. And there's just like more players, uh, which is a huge difference. There's a, for NAC, there's two pods. Like each pod is like, was 500 some people. 550, 560 people. Um, so you could be in the blue pod or you could be in the yellow pod. And you don't hit people in the other pod until day two. So I think in the yellow pod was Tord, Azul, Ian, Rob, Ross. All those people were in the yellow pod. And then in the blue pod, there was... Uh, you. Yep. Yeah, I, I, was you. In the, I was in the blue pod. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to dodge all those people. So, yeah, which is, uh, all, all the Palkias were in blue. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah that's a i think a huge difference is the two different pods that you could be in uh going into date or trying to get into day two um you could just not see all the other people until day two yeah um, i think i said it on the pod after euic it was just a totally different experience from like salt lake city i think was the only one before that um especially being a foreigner you know foreign soil and you know uh, it was just kind of weird. Um, it was cool. This one felt a lot more like open and, and happy and everyone was so happy to be there. And maybe because they all spoke English and it was, I could hear what everyone was saying and understand and talk to everybody. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was twice the size. So that's another thing. Um, yeah, it, it, it felt a lot more like indie than anything else, um, except for the production, like, like Sack said, um, and, you know, the pods, you don't really think about it too much. You just, you know, who am I playing? Let's, let's go. Uh, and at that point, end of the season, I was feeling, and feeling really comfortable with the deck. So, like, there were no nerves with the size of it or anything, but I'm sure a lot of people were feeling it there. A lot of people, a lot of new people at this one. Um, I think my first two rounds, they, they said they weren't new necessarily, but there was, like, maybe the first time they'd played and, uh, at least since COVID or maybe before that. So, um, yeah, it was just a, it was a really happy atmosphere. The, the Poka center was up, um, the, the city, it was so crowded, you know, that it was in a very popular area of town, uh, versus a lot of the other ones where it's like, you know, walking to the centers, you don't really see anybody. And then this one's like, everybody's out on the streets. There's restaurants all have outdoor dining right there um but it was a it was a really good experience um i feel bad for the people that didn't get to go um happy azul one flying peak uh so yeah 
And so, Grant, I know you've got a flight to catch, but are there any other thoughts from either of you on your NAIC experiences that you'd like to share? The thing I think Zach and I both talked about, because this is the second time it's happened now, making day two feel so great <laughs> and then not doing well feels so bad. And it's like, what was this even worth? Like if, if we were playing, if we were going for points, if Zach knew he was going for worlds, if we were competing, I think we would be, you know, a little more try hardy, possibly. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I can speak for Zach, but I know next season is going to be, for sure, a grind. I'm going to go out there and uh, really compete from the start, which will be exciting to to play my first full season. Yeah, I will say testing in Discord. I would show up after dinner, we'd play a couple games, and then we'd switch to Unite immediately. And I think when I'm not also being a bad influence and need my world's invite, uh, <laughs> probably not going <laughs> to encourage that. Right. Zach, yeah. what about you? Um. Just like after all the testing, like this season, I took the season like pretty seriously. And like the end of NAIC, it was kind of like an accumulation of all of it. Uh, there was like so much testing and like it was kind of rewarding to see like make day two and have like look back on the season and go like, well, it was worth it. We did it. We got there. And so I'm not going to Worlds. I wasn't going to Worlds even if I to get my invite, but we have two months and then Worlds is going to happen, I think. And then the next season starts. So I'm just like looking forward to that and like, well, in two, two and a half months, three months, we'll get to do it all over again. Cups and challenges will be back. Hopefully I heard there was a league challenge scheduled already in New Jersey. Oh, they just named it the wrong thing. Yeah. Just named it the wrong challenge. All right. Well, but they should, they should be back. They should be back either way. There's no way they can't. I think as far as like testing goes, we'll league challenges and stuff and league in general will be more popular. And so we'll all be playing more nights of the week than than we have been for anyone who's never played in a full season or anything like that the end of the year always starts to taper off because people are like i'm not going to go to worlds you know that dream is dead or whatever but then after worlds the hype is real like our league cups are hitting 80 90 people post worlds and then quarter four their 30 is a pretty big one and so it's if anyone's wondering, like, oh, you know, my local league reopened and there's only a few people here, like, <laughs> the post-Worlds hype is really real, and I, they're going to capitalize on that. I don't know anything, and that's how I can say this with full confidence. I feel like <laughs> post-Worlds, they're going to bring back locals for sure. I mean, they have to. There's so much that goes into it. Like, it's summertime. People want to go out to the beach. They want to be outside. They don't want to be inside playing card games. Um, people realize that they're not going to get the world invite. So there's like no point in continuing to chase or play locals. And then like on top of that, um, there's no like actual alternatives between now and uh, Worlds. Like NAIC happened and then Worlds will happen in a month and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing's going to be in between. So there's nothing to play, nothing to catch up on, no reason to compete. Because usually when Worlds happens, there's a, there's going to be a rotation. Uh, it's going to be a different format. And then so people just don't want to play. But um but yeah usually all my locals were like i'm gonna grind next year i'm gonna test next year i'm gonna um try hard next year for sure um we all get that same feeling at the end of naic so i'm looking forward to be able to do that next year when the season starts again yeah i wish it was coming sooner because i i want to keep the streak going you know like while i'm playing well and not take a break but now it's like kind of a forced hiatus (laughs) so and then going right back to like all right now i'm playing limitless tournaments at two o'clock in the afternoon like that just doesn't do it. Feels bad. No, PTCGO yeah. for me has always been a a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Ever since like regionals came back, I just forgot about limitless tournaments. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I forget. There's like five of them going on every day, and it's like, <laughs> well, what's, it's not a regional. I'm not going to test for it. I'm not going to try it for it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't played in one. Uh, yeah. I don't think since regional started. Yeah, since it started, I haven't really tried too much of those, but I guess I can turn my attention to that for competitive. Yeah. And for anyone listening, as a real quick plug for our sponsor, Tabletop Village, that I never mentioned, or my sponsor, Tabletop Village, anyone in the Seattle area, feel free to come out to Tabletop Village located in the U District, right off the light rail station, every Friday night at 6 p.m. for a IRL fairly competitive tournament (laughs) there's four of us with worlds invites in that tournament every single week and several people who are going to qualify next year now that they figured out the trading card game exists so anyone in the seattle area be sure to check those out 
But uh, oh, one more housekeeping thing. Anyone listening to this before we do shout outs? Uh, if you're listening to this on the day it drops, Wednesday or Thursday, feel free to leave a YouTube comment below or at me on Twitter. We're going to be interviewing a couple of people who day two'd with Palkia, including one who top aided with the uh, interesting Palkia list with the capture energies and such. So if you have any questions on Palkia, feel free to drop those in the comment section below on the YouTube so I can ask those to our future guests. And then, of course, I'll be in Worlds, so we're going to have plenty of Worlds hype heading into the next few weeks as well. So, Sack, if the people want to find more of you, where can they find you at? Um, before I quick do that, shout out to everyone that I got to meet at NAIC. I forgot, like, going to play Pokemon is, like, cool to compete, but uh, meeting everyone there and anyone that came up to me, uh, thank you for saying hello. It, I had so much fun. It was a blast. And for anyone that didn't get to say hi to... I'll catch up the next tournament because uh, there were some people that wanted to say hi that I didn't get to see. Um, but yeah, thank you to all of those guys and everyone that I got to talk to. So, um, but that, after that, uh, you can catch me on Twitter uh, at sacksack 17 and or Twitch if you want to come see my live streams. So if you miss me there, you can definitely catch me online too. And I can confirm, Sack streamed a lot of Palkia before NAIC and is very open with the fact that he wanted to play Palkia. So if you're looking for a competitive streamer who you don't have to worry about, oh, is this a good player meta manipulating me? Zach won't manipulate anything. He's very open. And so highly recommend his streams if you are, uh, if he streams when you're available. He streams when I'm at work, unfortunately. (laughs) The Palkia list that I played on Wednesday after I put Tors and Gabriel Smarts together is the, when I ended stream, that's the exact 60 that I submitted. Um thursday night so there was no change i didn't change any cards i didn't switch decks um what i played on stream was what i played in naic and i openly answered every question about it so catch me on twitch grant where can the people find you twitter at real boo ck one word remember if you have any hate for him and i know you do at him on twitter don't slide in my dms Myself, if you do need to slide in my DMs for any questions, any competitive content, or suggestions for the podcast, because uh, we're going to have a couple kind of dead weeks. So if you have any ideas for other stuff that you would like to hear from us, please let me know. I can make almost anything happen. And by me, I mean I can make uh, Nikhil, the Gyroscope Eevee, make it happen for me. Feel free to suggest it. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. This has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all next week.